Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 31st episode of Tried and True. I am your host, Paul. Andy, say hi. God damn it. Hi. <laughs> That's Andy. All right, so we uh, just uh, had Andy come back from Captain Con. He's going to go talk about it, but we also wanted to invite Gatorman Pete. Go ahead and say hi. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we also have Rick. Greetings. Perfect. So it's going to be all four of us today talking about Captain Con. Really, you guys talking about Captain Con. I'm just hopefully we can you know keep the train on the rails. So for all those who are listening, thank you for giving us your time. More than dice, shout out to you guys for giving us a platform to go and share all the good stuff. Check out the show notes for other good podcasts. And finally, want to go ahead and thank all the patrons on Patreon. Uh, you know, we do our best to make the good content for everybody there, and with your continued support, you make that happen. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. All right, gentlemen, we're going to get right into it. So I can't really talk about it. So how was Captain Con? Captain Con was awesome. It's uh, it's probably one of my favorite cons. Not that I've been to a million cons or anything, but, you know, up in Rhode Island, you'd be surprised at the reach of metas it attracts. Um, you know, it gets people from Virginia, Long Island, Canada, upstate New York, New England. Um, and, like, personally, I have moved around a lot and been a part of those metas at one point in time. And so going there, it's like seeing all my old friends from the past 20 years. It's, it's like a family reunion vibe. for you, right? Yeah, it, it's amazing. I love Captain Con. At this point, that's any War Machine event on the East Coast is like a family reunion <laughs> yeah. at this point. Basically, <laughs> very true. It's so true. <laughs> no, that's great. And then for people who don't know, it was Seth and... David Lee. Uh, David Lee, yeah, David Lee, yep, perfect. And they ended up uh, doing a bang up job about it. So, like, just talk a little bit about it. Like, can you talk to about like the venue? Like, was it the same location as it's been last time? How was traveling up there? Like, I I want to hear a little bit about the journey. Traveling was super easy for me. I, I, it was <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder I why. To, I didn't have to do. It was just wonderful and relaxing, and I enjoyed every second of it. I didn't drive. Andy did. <laughs> <laughs> this was my uh, this is my second Captain Con. Um, I had forgotten, like, it's not a very large venue. Um, it's full of nooks and crannies and all kinds of different rooms that you can kind of visit, but I had totally forgotten. The hotel rooms are actually really, really nice and spacious. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah, it was, uh, it was coming from, uh, you know, we stayed at a comfort inn, um, (laughs) for MAGFest, Eric and I, so we were, this was like lap of luxury for me right now. What about from compared to last year? Because wasn't last year Captain Con was right after Mark IV got released? Am I right? Like, help me out with understanding like its attendance compared to like this year. You know, there were there was a lot of talk this year just in passing. You know, walking through the hallway, people were always talking about, "Wow, it's so big this year!" Like everybody just was continuously impressed at the growth that Captain Con had, not just across War Machine, but just kind of in general um, this year compared to last year. Uh, and the War Machine scene this year was fantastic, you know. I, first time walking down the hall heading towards the ballroom, uh, Steve from uh, Champion Games in Poughkeepsie is there in the hallway at a sub. He's like, all of these War Machine players! Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think on Friday, what was it? I think it was uh, between unlimited and singles. I think it was like fifty-six players. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I think that's right. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, like with all the events that we've been to recently, I guess like in the the first year of Mark Four, like you don't hear those numbers. Yeah, you know, last year was a little bit of a light showing, as you'd expect. 
um, after such a big shakeup. And you know, there were there were a few players in the mix who were there for you know uh, other games. Like, oh yeah, like, this is the game that's in now. Like, I think this is the future of the competitive scene. And uh, they were right back on War Machine this year. All all those faces were were back in the mix. They were in the team tournament. Like, what were some of those names that you saw? Because I I looked at the right Riker it? was a big one. He was, I think yeah, like there it wasn't Schwanky the there. Fold. Dan Schwanky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Riker. Riker was talking to me. Apparently, AOS backed out at the last second, so a lot of their tables were just missing people, oh, which kind of sucked for them. Run. That's oh, upsetting. Man. Yeah, whoever was running the AOS events just kind of backed out. Kind of sucked. Oh mm. wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. But I mean, it is great though that you get to see all these old faces because I remember hearing during that transition, it was like, I'm gonna go take a step back, wait for stuff to to come out. It kind of makes sense because you know mm-hmm. when when Mark Force first came out. You only had one half of the armies for all the legacy stuff, plus all the new stuff, the new Mark IV things, weren't all officially out at this point, right? So it, it really is now, a year afterwards, once we have all these, you know, updated, you know, legacy armies with an update after your, you know, January dynamic update, uh, and, and all these different releases and multiple Mark IV armies, I think that it, it's definitely going to be seeing an uptick in attendance on all these different events. This was also the first tournament that I've been to that really was heavily Mark IV army. There, the, the the showing for Signar especially was massive. Yeah, that surprised me a lot actually. Um, coming into this, like I was expecting to still see like maybe like sixty forty for Legacy, but like it was way more Mark IV armies than I thought, and then especially with way more Storm Legion than I thought. Um. But I, after playing a bunch of games, that's definitely attributed to Sparkhammer. So a lot of people were playing him this weekend. Um, did you guys uh, did you guys play like the, your Mark IV armies, or what did you end up bringing uh, to the event, or did you do like a mix of different armies? Uh, personally, I played Brian Bloods, and I know for the team event that I played into Wolf, Calder, and Sparkhammer. So it was it was going into a lot of Storm Legion. And then, Rick, were you bringing your Storm Legion, or did you bring Chimera? No, I brought um, Storm Legion with me this time. Um, I brought with me, personally, I had Wolf and Sparkhammer. Okay. And I pushed to play Sparkhammer for like the whole tournament uh, for most of the days. However, I got plenty of uh, mirror matches during the, uh, the two days between um, Friday and... Yeah, Friday and Saturday... That uh, I actually I had to drop Wolf because Spark Hammer mirror match is not not fun and I don't want to do it. <laughs> and then Pete, what did you end up playing? So so for the team event, I uh, I brought Pharaoh. Uh, you'd expect me to bring Gators, but I was on a on a team with another player who's having a ton of fun uh, with that army right now, uh, Amber. Um, and uh, I I decided to bring Midas and uh, and Arcadius because. Midas went through some serious changes in the January update, um, and he's—I mean, I always thought he was good, but he's—he's he's even better now. He's got some great new bells and whistles, and Pharaoh are just so much fun, and aesthetically they're great, and I love them. Um, but I did get my Gator fix in because uh, Friday there was the unlimited tournament, 
Uh, so I got to bring Jaga with a galleon and some hold, uh, artillery jack. Hold, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. We have not even got to, All right, we have to go into it. Okay, so your unlimited steamroller. Yes, tell us about this jank that you ended up bringing. Because I remember you posted the list in our chat, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this shit? Like, what am I even looking at right here? Seth came up to me, and he was like, you're the reason no one wants to play Unlimited. This is, like, so degenerate. That's exactly why. It's, it, Seth exactly is not why. lying, though. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't even take the win home. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. I I had uh, Jaga with like a, a minimal battle group at a turtle and a and a blind walker. Um, then I had Gaston with Galleon. Um, thank you, Dave, for lending me your Galleon. Um, and then I brought uh, three Horgenhold artillery because uh, some of them were Cephalix, so there's FA two in each of those. Uh, a couple Pharaoh Razorbacks because um, that AD is good. But the idea was stack signs importance on top of all that brutal damage artillery. Uh, and it was definitely fun, and it definitely had game. It was not a balanced list. <laughs> it definitely had <laughs> holes that were exploited. Um, but they, they were good matches. Uh, I will say most of the people who showed up for Unlimited um, were basically just playing normal lists and taking the opportunity to field casters that are near and dear to their hearts that aren't in the prime arena. Um, some people were bringing, you know, a couple mercenary options. The Swamp Gobber Bellows crew, for example, one point unit really can't beat it as a filler. Uh, but it was it was a ton of fun. It was it was a nice casual vibe, and I had some great games. And uh, it, it was definitely nice to play a little bit more of a freeform, relaxed format uh, as an intro to the weekend. What was the overall? Because I, I mean, I'm gonna have all right. So unlimited games, right? How many other events have we, any of us, have been to that's been an unlimited steamroller or an event at a con? Is this the first one that any of us have experienced? Yes, for me. I, f- I feel like I was at one other... Oh, I went up to one in um in Syracuse a couple okay. months ago. It was a 2v2 um, unlimited format, and each player got to bring 50 points, uh, so each team was 100. Um, with the caveat that even if you were the same faction, friendly faction didn't apply to your partner. So it kept some of the the mercenary uh, degeneracy to a minimum. Um, but that that was also a really a really fun event. Like uh, unlimited is, I like it. Like I don't I don't really think it's suited to like a WTC you know hyper competitive environment because there's always going to be stuff that's like a little too good. Um, but it's also like if you bring that stuff your opponent's not going to have fun and they're not going to play you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, just like hearing about the list that you had, was there any other weird janky stuff that was out there or was it really just, you know, a Jaga Jaga with the galleon, just the, the, the weirdest <laughs> thing that was on the table. I, I, I was the weirdest thing that I saw, but I did uh, end up missing the first round. Um, there was, there was a little bit of an incident <laughs> where I had to go to some urgent care to get uh, IV antibiotics. Uh, long story short, my parrot bit me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> which, which over the past 19 years has happened, you know, a couple times. But I, I work with aquariums for a living, and so it got infected. And every time that happens, they're like, "Oh yeah, as long as you don't get the red lines going down your arm, like it's not systemic, you're fine." And I woke up Friday morning and was like, "Oh, oh, okay, I, sh- I should go." <laughs> those are, those are red lines. <laughs> So, so I missed the first round. Um, unfortunately, it affected Dave's list too because when Amber and I got to urgent care, uh, we got a text from Dave that was like, "Half my bottles are in your trunk still." So he, <laughs> also, he had to play. A, 
Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> si- si- side side benefit. Um, <laughs> but we made it back in time for the second round and uh, and jumped right in. Uh, I think Seth had just taken us off the list in Longshanks. <laughs> we walked in. He was like, all right, putting you back on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. So I guess what you're saying is Seth was running the event that day. So what was the singles? Was that the Masters pods that day? Yeah, I really liked yes. how the Masters pods was uh, was done. Everything was in groups of eight. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I believe yeah. How many pods were I, there? Uh, what was it? Four? Was it five, six? Five? Uh, I thought it was six pods. Yeah, I'm looking back at the tournament conventions. Let me just go see here. I'll, I'll scroll back it, up. I think it was five. Mm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Uh, we have the data. I'm looking for it. Up oh, there's a degenerate list. Yeah, it's six. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, nice man. That's oh, yeah, wild. Right. So you had uh, forty eight people. You had forty eight yeah, players. Like that's wild for a Masters mm-hmm. event. But then yep. because of it being eight, you're maxing out at three rounds, right? Yep, which is great, which means yes. you're not playing into the wee hours of the night. Yeah, the, the pod system was definitely, like, great. It took a lot of the uh, the unfortunate uh, sides of the, you know, having that many players out of the picture and was just able to really even it out. We're playing till 1 a.m. Yeah, for, for any large event for us, I think we're definitely going to be co-opting that. Yeah, yes. your pods, as opposed to doing your heats, where for people that are not aware, I think how normally heats work is like it's like we start here, like me at eight o'clock, and you start again at twelve. But then if people get a bad strength of schedule, lose your first game during the heat one, they drop and join up with heat two, messing up the strength of schedule for everybody else that's in the first heat. So this at least levels that playing field, so that way you have a three round tournament. And how does it work? Was it like top one, top two, went up to the Masters on Sunday? Yeah, it was top two. Um, the the one downside of the pods is literally you could just get you know a stacked pod sorry rick you uh you got jb i was in this i was in the stacked pod (laughs) you you still went to a one i think we both came in third in our pods right uh yes i came in third in my pod and only because i was an idiot on round one hey man it was stacked partially because you were in there there were people in that pod going oh shit it's rick oh no so no it wasn't rick they were going so what's your pairing storm legion okay cool who are they i was like wolf they're like all right that's fine i was like in spark hammer damn it (laughs) (laughs) damn it you got you got all those cadre models damn it well well, yeah because i'm the i'm the fool that bought four cadre boxes just so that i could play spark hammer with four units of storm callers and three of the towers and just be silly you weren't the only person trying to do it. Oh, no, don't worry. I, I saw I saw a lot of storm callers and a lot of triple towers all over the damn place. That is just some BS. How that model works was it e leap off of your sprays? Yeah, that the storm veins have electro leaps off of their uh, off of the spray. So stupid. No, it's that's mo- not that's not yeah, the stupid it's, part. It's mostly the, the storm call part is the hard part where it's like I ignore cover, concealment, stealth. Anything like just right. don't care. I ignore yeah all the defensive tech that you would have against shooting. I ignore it. So it's just like read me your card. That's the only number that matters. Right. Like I just <laughs> need your, to know what your, your base defense. Yeah, your base defense. What is it? Yeah. Thankfully, rough seas actually affects it. So it's it's one of the few things that I can actually yeah. use. Yeah. I guess like also windstorm would help out as well. Yeah, it reduces range. Yeah. It's just not not. But I got snipe on the rack. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What about yeah. um? So can you talk about like the time? So it was an eight-person event. What time did the the Masters event start on? Was this Thursday or Friday? Was uh, it Friday? So the the qualifier was Friday, as was okay. the uh, the unlimited event. Um, okay. I think uh, uh, Masters started. What was it? Nine o'clock? Ten o'clock? I think it was 
It was um, 10 o'clock, but we – and the only reason we I know that is because we were all very confused because, like, everybody was down there at 8. Oh, yeah. We were being we old people. We were, we were all like, we were all getting our coffee and hanging out and going, wait, right. it doesn't start till 10? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. But so I'm assuming you probably did two rounds in a row and then you break for lunch or dinner, then one it more was, round. Uh, one round, break for lunch, and then did two. That's good. No, I'm, I'm glad that that went so well. But was there anything like unique about the tables or was they just like generic tables? Did they do anything neat? Um, so there's a large yeah. quantity of terrain and uh, Seth used a lot, a lot of scattered of terrain. Um, okay. It's it, was it... most of the terrain sizes were a little small for my, uh, for what I'm used to. But, um, but I like the larger quantity of terrain. I like that there's more on yep. the table. I I really liked the tables. The scatter was a lot of fun. It created a lot of like small little speed bumps for the large masses of infantry and jacks. But then, because of the the rules that apply to eighty millimeters and stuff, it wasn't like you know too many walls blocking that colossal. Well, I guess I can't play that list. Like that was never a factor. It felt really good on the table. What, what was the scatter? Was it pretty much just boxes <clears throat> and walls or did they try to do little tiny forests as well? Yeah, like it, what was it? it? It was a lot of little like rubble pieces and pillars, you know, stuff that probably wasn't bigger than an inch and a half by an inch and a half tops. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they were nice little, little bit of flair in there. It was pretty diverse. Like, like you were saying, there's like, there was like a the little pillar that had broken, on a bunch of the tables, they had the um, the great the small graves. Uh, they had uh, he also had like little like wooden logs that were like laid out flat, and those were scattered. Oh yeah, terrain. those were fun. Um, hmm. Yeah, so there's I mean like he had quite a diverse amount of things for those, and it was it was really cool. And then he he had a little packet <laughs> that he gave everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like that. This that what, was super helpful. It was super like, helpful. What was the packet? That was, it would it, be it super helpful a... if we read it. <laughs> right. <laughs> there were still people going, hey, so what kind of scattered terrain is this? And Seth, yeah. was, Seth was like, well, I, you know, I, you know, it would be crazy if I just like made a document that was like a piece of terrain feature <laughs> that you could just Okay, teacher. Okay, anything. teacher. Like, so, <laughs> so for those who didn't see it, it was, it was just like a little packet, and it had a, a picture of the terrain and the rules for the terrain right next to it. And it had everything from you know, forest, which everybody knows, to tall grass, which people Everything. might be rusty to, to the sand pits, which are on a, a textured piece of, um, uh, what you call it, neoprene, uh, that a lot of people were assuming were hills, but being able to be like, oh no, Packet says that sand took, you know, any sort of uh, ambiguity out of it. No, that's if actually, wait, what, what does the sand do? Is that just <laughs> difficult terrain? Uh, sand is difficult terrain, but it removes and prevents you from gaining Pathfinder. Okay, so it's quicksand. Okay, it's quicksand. Gotcha. Yeah, the only way to okay. really get through it is incorporeal or ghostly. Or flying, flying I guess. Flying. Flying. Yeah, flying yeah. would work, yeah. Okay. Now, I remember back in uh, Mark Three with uh, ghostly being on a stick and red. I, like, never had to worry about that. So, <laughs> oh, oh, nice. what a time. What, 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 what a time to be alive. All right, so let's go and switch gears. I want to talk about the big marquee event which is Saturday, the team event, the the three team. Was it was it the what is the the actual title for the team event? Is it Atlantic Team Champion or New England? Yes, yeah, New England. England New England. Champion. Okay, so like talk about it. Like, what was the was the pairing process? Um, who did you guys end up playing? Like, how many teams were there total? Uh, so Pete was on a different team from us. Pete, you were with the uh, the New Yorkers, right? Yep, uh, David Amber. 
Uh, and then our team was Rick, myself, and Ryan from Maryland War Machine. Okay. Um, we got dealt right into the Steve Jobs team immediately. Oh my god! <laughs> which which was excellent, just because they're all great guys. I yes. they're, they're all excellent players, and they're all a pleasure to play against. I cheese Steve Rabideau immediately. Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> I, to- I top it to him with a harpoon. Um, so I didn't get a chance to play him too much, but, uh, but, uh, Rick and Ryan, you guys both had some real slobber knockers into that game. Uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, my game was against, uh, Steve King. Um, uh, so, uh, he was doing Cephalix and he was really worried about the, um, spark hammer matchup. Uh, but he played it expertly as he always does and kind of like got around what my, whole shtick is to still be able to kind of uh win out on the scenario and things like it was i was lucky enough that because like, you know invictus is a problem in cephalic so um being able to have like polarity field up so that he can't get too far across the field was really useful but the fact of like just his own threat still like destroying every storm caller that even looks at him funny um kept them all behind but it was just it was a very well played game um, and it was just it's just a a joy. And then in your team, you had Ryan, and he played pirates, I think. Yeah, he was playing Talion yes. Charter. Okay, gotcha. And he, what, what did he end up rocking with that? Was it Bart and Shay? I guess. No, it was Bart he, and Fiona. Uh, yeah, Bart Fiona. Fiona. Okay. No, okay, that's neat. And Gate, uh, Pete, what about uh your match? So you played piggies, you played Pharaoh, and then Amber was playing Gators. What did uh? What did Dave end up playing? Uh, Dave was playing Scorn, uh, his first love. You know that that's what he he taught me to play back in uh, the early days of Mark II. I I'm going to just as an aside. I've always complimented on his models because he always has like the bird feathers that he puts as like garnishes on his models, yeah, he, and it just adds like an extra layer of he, just. He's an incredible like, painter. Everyone everyone always has a nonsense yeah. like wow factor with his mastodon that's rearing up on its hind legs i'm just like <laughs> dear god look at that thing i love his uh his tibbers too because he made it out of the the extreme titan so yes. it's, it's not tibbers it's tibbers his dad as if tibbers didn't have enough shit all over him now it's yeah no, it's, massive it's like, yeah he, he's like 50 percent larger it's insane <laughs> to uh, scale yes uh, but yeah, he he was playing Scorn. Amber was playing uh, my first love Jaga, uh, alongside her favorite, which is Barney too. Um, and I, as I, I mentioned, was playing uh, Midas and Arcadius. Um, Arcadius kind of slaps. Like I I miss his old feet dearly, but dear God, like that new feet is like twenty five inch range on like all those fully boosted blast wow. damage for, yeah. for, for people it's that insane. don't know the transition can you just kind of go say pre um arcadius to post so so since his inception arcadius's feet um was every war beast immediately frenzies and arcadius gets to choose the frenzy target as long as it's within his control range um so that basically added an extra eight inches to his threat and made these insane 20 22 inch threat ranges on the pharaoh heavies um with some small benefits like the frenzy would shake fury so it was kind of his fury management 
Um, it would shake things like Stranglehold because Frenzy was an activation and effects like that trigger on the next activation. Um, and then in Mark IV, him being able to choose the Frenzy target meant he could charge his own things because it sidestepped that rule. So he could like throw a River Raider up and Frenzy on it to extend that threat when the opponent wasn't in that threat range yet. Um, and so they kind of did away with that feat and simplified it a little bit after he came out in Legacy. And now it's every War Beast moves three inches and gets one fully boosted attack. The big difference being that it doesn't have to be a melee attack. So, uh, so you can just like blast yeah, them with the, 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 Gross. the gun bores are incredible. You know, I like to bring one splatter bore, and it has that um that attack that sets everything within two inches of the target on fire, not just the blast targets. So on feet this. turn, one splatter bore can set like twelve infantry on fire. Um, and you know the gun bores gained a ton of value in Mark IV because they've got dual attack now. So they can charge in, throw a couple punches, throw a blast. Even if the blast missed, they just boost the POW-10. Fuck it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think um, I think the old Arcadius was kind of a hammer. Like, he literally just only slingshotted dudes all the way towards mm-hmm. the opponent's deployment. Now he's much more yeah. interesting, and he's got a lot more going on, I think. Mm-hmm. The update also plugged a couple of weaknesses of Pharaoh. There was a big change that went on between the bone grinders and targ um targ's a spell slave now which is great um and they move that talisman ability the uh, spell range extension off the bone grinders onto targ which is fun uh but now the bone grinders are fury management they can remove fury and they hand out magic weapon which was always kind of a blind spot for oh, what's that feel like? Like, other than slinging spells they just didn't mm-hmm. have access to it and now all the gun bores are magic because why not um but games wise i had Probably four of the best games I've had in my life. Um, I don't think I won a single game in the team tournament, uh, but they were all so close. They were they were so much fun. Uh, I remember going into my game against uh, Chris Gunther, and um, he was like, yeah, I've never had crit pitch trigger. And literally every attack on his cavalry was a crit pitch. <laughs> Just changing pitch, pitch, pitch. It was so good. Uh, yeah, I, I had the time of my life. This was probably my favorite tournament that I've ever been a part of. Every game was a positive experience. Every player was uh, super friendly, and it was just a great time. No, that's cool. Can I just ask, because this this is your second time doing a three-man tournament, or how many other three-man tournaments have you done? Because I'm just interested in comparing them to a Mm five-man, and just your guys' thoughts on it. Because at first, Lance, when I look at it, I think that three-man tournaments are a lot easier to work with, because you don't need to get as much of a team, right? You only need two other schlubs in order to play your game with as opposed to trying to find a full group. It's also just so much easier to get more teams. You know, you're you're almost getting two teams for everyone-ish, um, you know, math, math problems. Uh, but this is my third um, Captain Con, and it's just... Team tournament's fun. It, you just slap a team together, you can pick up somebody last minute. It's a lot easier to throw Merc teams together. You don't have to worry so much about filling out a full five. You can just toss a couple folks in the same group. It also makes the matchmaking at the tables a little bit easier when you only have, you know, one, two, and three to go on three tables. The the pairings go a little bit quicker. Um, I find it entertaining that oh, every year 
every year we still don't know how to do it right. No one does. You only have to do it a couple times a year, so no one remembers. I just walk up to the table like, I want to play him. I haven't played him in a while. And everybody just kind of has to adjust. Yeah, meanwhile, Rick is sitting there just go, please don't put me in Storm Legion again. Stop please. giving me the mirrors. Please stop giving me the mirrors. Stop winning the mirror, Rick. It's I, it's your fault for picking the popular faction. So, no, it's my you know. fault for winning the mirror each time. And then the, on the, the times that I don't play the mirror, I lose in round. <laughs> I held on to that all day, dude. I was like, all right, I wedged you into Chimera, and you were like, yeah. they killed me. I was like, what the fuck do you mean they killed you? I, I, got, I know what Chimera does, and I got within the range of what Chimera wants to do, and I made a, <laughs> I made a, I made a boopsie. <laughs> oh so then I got gosh. put back into the... So then I got put back into the mirror match again. I, I know where my punishment is. So then, at least for that Sunday... Was this only just the the final Masters event, but you all didn't participate in it, so you just ended up leaving early? Like, yeah, we that had Sunday go? six-hour drive. There ain't no way I'm doing a full tournament and then driving six hours and then working on Monday. That's not happening. Uh, Gross. Shopping day, primarily for me. The, uh, the team tournament's very tight. If you're using your whole timer, um, you have, like, most 10 minutes of downtime between rounds. And it's, you know, four rounds. It takes the whole day. And then overall traveling back was all safe. And I guess my question is, what are you now looking forward to, whether it be next Captain Con? I know we have Boker coming up in uh, April. Like, what, what's what's next on the horizon? Actually, we know you got Adepticon coming up. Yeah, Eric and I are flying out to Adepticon. Just us two this time. Sorry, Rick. You don't have to be sorry. I'm the one that decided not to go. Yeah, I know. You, you embarrassed them too much last time. You're not allowed to go. Oh, don't worry. He was quite popular. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'm popular yeah. wherever I go. So for dates, you and Erica are going off to Adepticon. That's in March, end of March, like with the 20th and 21st or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay, got, so you have got that. got Food Machine coming up in two weeks. Yeah, I'll be uh, going to that. I'm looking forward to that. But really, um, because the esports happening, esports is all be going, 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 going. And then we got the Boker Brawl at the end of April, which I cannot wait. When did the tickets go on sale for that? I think in like a week, week and a half. It, I think it's like. I thought it was the fifteenth. Yeah, February fifteenth. That's what I was tracking too. Okay, yeah. So eight okay. days. Sorry. Okay, yeah. so and and this is kind of a warning for everybody, um, because Erica brought this up into our Discord and maybe to to pitch it off to everybody else, um, with how popular the team event was at, uh, Captain Con. Uh, there may be that high level of interest uh, and popularity for the Boker Brawl. So when tickets go on sale on the 15th, you want to make sure that you uh, get your tickets so that way you can go ahead and participate in all the fun events. Um, it's a great time. Um, Seth and Steve Rabideau put on a fan-fucking-tastic show like every single year. I've, I've enjoyed it every single time. Um, so definitely make sure that you get your tickets as soon as they go on sale. It better be. This is my first time going. <laughs> is it your first time? It's my first time. Oh, my gosh. And then, oh, and we get to be on a team together. I'm excited. Yeah, you're bringing Jack, too. That's true. <laughs> you sound so dejected. Jack's first big boy tournament. <laughs> He's going to be so excited. It'd be great. It's a, it's a, you know, because I know you had the sussy scuff, but I mean, like, this is like, I think his first multi-day tournament, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. uh, I want to do a quick shout out, too, to uh, Dave up at the portal. Um, he just listed a bunch of events. If you... Uh, we're listening to the beginning of this episode and kind of got curious about Unlimited. Maybe you haven't tried it. He just listed a bunch of Unlimited events uh, and some Prime events. Um, so if you're you know anywhere in that 
you know, PA, New York, New Jersey area, and uh, you're looking for an unlimited event, uh, go check out the portal. He just listed a bunch. He has a steamroller, prime steamroller, on the 17th of February, and the unlimited one is scheduled for March 2nd. So, yeah, yeah, he's got, got a couple of ones as well. But you want to put it on your calendar. Um, again, we have it on our Discord's event channel. So if you're there, um, you can go ahead and take a look at that. I'm pretty sure they posted to Facebook somewhere. And, uh, yeah, go to Dave's events. They're great. I've had a blast every single time. I may check out the one on the 17th. We'll see. I don't, I'm like kind of like in, like it, it's hard to to dedicate a time to go off to a tournament especially with like family and stuff. But I'd love to go to an unlimited tournament just to see what it's like. You know, throw throw gore shade on the table again, just play some old ret. All right, so that's that. Uh, we checked about this. Go to your local events, um, guys. I think we're pretty much nearing the end of this episode. Do you have anything else you want to go ahead and add? We have rung Captain Con dry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to do it again next year. Yes. Cool. So it doesn't sound like we have anything else. So from all of us here in Delaware, thank you so much for giving us your time, and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.